let everyone know that it's the best or the worst. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew? Not much, Connor. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Nice Friday. Classic recording day. Classic As you can recording tell, night indeed. We're always doing really awesome stuff on Friday night. Partying it up every Friday night. Uh, but yeah, Connor, um, happy 20th episode. Late's the 20th episode. I know in a long scheme, that's really not a lot. Um, but for everyone that's listening that thought we wouldn't get past like episode five or six. Even that. Even that, yeah. And not only did we pass that, we have done it consistently every week. We have yet to m- miss a Wednesday. With some extras. Also true. Yeah, we had one special as well. So, yeah, I think uh, we're, we're killing it. I think we're doing great. So, to all the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening along the journey and everything so far. Um, happy episode 20. Technically, with the special and stuff, we're past 20. But in... Our Wednesday episodes. In our canon. Our canonized episodes. Um, Happy 20th episode. Happy Wednesday to the audience. Um, And yeah, Carter, looking back, do you have like a favorite moment or like a favorite episode overall so far? A favorite episode? Yeah, of like of the podcast, of course. Um, It's got to be the Pokemon um, typing episode. That was an hour and a half long of recording that will never be released. That's my favorite. <laughs> Your favorite episode. Uh, for those who don't know, we had Gray featured an episode that didn't get released. And we spent an hour and a half going through our favorite types. Matt's of... not upset about it. If I you guys not. didn't know, Matt is the one that has to go through the episodes afterwards and edits them and make sure there's no you know issues or anything and puts them up for us. Uh, and then I, I'll make sure they get uploaded and released on time. But... Matt's the hard worker. He's the one that has to listen to it again, has to listen to us talk. It's a teamwork ag- effort, you know? But he, um, I don't think he was looking forward to going through that episode. No, I really did not. I was like an hour and a half. That was also in the old setup. Yep. So there would have been a lot more needed cuts in the I audio agree. for sure. That's something as well. We've come a long way. Even with 20 episodes, our audio quality has enhanced a lot. Absolutely, yeah. Well. We are we have bumped in quality, and I like the change. Um, As do I. If you guys go back and even just listen to episode like two, three, and then come back, it is night and day. It, Honestly, not that we were using anything bad before, but feels better now. I agree. Personally, I think um, to pick a favorite episode is hard for me because the thing is, with me listening to all the episodes, there's definitely moments and stuff that I'm like, oh. Even recording, like at the end of it, I'll be like, yeah, it's the best episode yet. You know, but I think a moment that comes to mind is definitely the first time we did a cold open in my in the edits. And it's just uh, the episode we featured Tim and he just starts talking about like the satanic panic. Yeah, that was perfect. That was the most perfect time for us to start with cold opens. Just perfect. And then Matt, th- it's like one of those things where like now you've tasted the sweetness of like the, that perfect one. Now you're always searching for it. And sometimes Matt, he's, he, he'll message me and he'll be like, Oh, man, it's really hard. It is, though. Sometimes you just can't find the best audio bit to just, you know, drag the people into the episode. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And in celebration of our 20th episode, we've uh, got a cocktail today. We are drinking a Jungle Bird, a rum-based drink. What's all in it? What what are we drinking? It's uh, rum, Campari, lime juice, and pineapple juice, and some simple syrup. Which, to be fair, to everyone Shaken. listening, we, we drink a lot. Wait, wait, wait a <laughs> second. Wait, wait. Wait, do we, we have a beverage when we record most episodes? and Sometimes it's caffeine-based. Yep. Sometimes it's coffee. Sometimes it's tea. Sometimes it's just water, soda. Sometimes it's alcoholic beverages. And why not have an alcoholic beverage to celebrate episode 20? And in my opinion, this is one of the best drinks Connor's made so far. Because Connor's the person that makes the drinks. Yes, I am the one who makes the drinks. Sometimes you can tell by Matt's... It's funny because the drinks Matt likes, he drinks normally, and the drinks Matt doesn't like, it's not like he doesn't drink it, he chugs it. He like finishes it, it's like he wants to get it over with as fast as possible. I'm we sorry. Had, we had one episode where we didn't mention it, but he had a Negroni, which is a 
drink with Campari. And if you don't know, Campari is a bit, it's like a bitter, very bitter alcohol. And uh, didn't have enough sweetness for the boy. So he, he, he suffered through it. But uh, it was actually Gray's idea that um, for future eps, we'll mention if we are having a specialty drink of some sort, whether that be a latte of some sort or alcoholic beverage, some type of mixture of some yep. sort. Why not, right? We'll let you guys know, you know, let, let you know what we're, uh, we're sipping on. Maybe you, maybe you're relaxing, having a night, just listening to the podcast and you want to make yourself a cocktail and drink along with us exactly. as, we, as we record. So Connor, going through some of the past episodes and stuff like that, you know, like realizing what we've talked about over the couple, like last 20 episodes, 19 episodes, technically, I got some questions for you. The Matthew has some questions. Thank you for listening. Listener. Yes. Go Matt. Ask away. I am. I am the first listener. For the record. From Ontario. From Ontario. <laughs> but I am the first listener because I have to listen to it to edit it. That's true. So I am the first listener. And um, question number one, are you still on the Criminal Minds kick? Are you still watching Criminal Minds? Nope. No? <laughs> nope. How far did you get? I got up to season seven. Okay. When I stopped watching and I switched to Bones. Switched to Bones? Whereabouts are you in Bones now? I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> How many seasons was it? uh bones is nine seasons i think i think it was nine seasons something okay. around there now is bones your favorite like crime inspired show i don't know if i would say my favorite i like that bones is a lot more focused on the characters criminal minds is a lot more focused on just the straight up villain or serial killer or whatever evil person okay it's not as focused on the people and i think that that's what i like more about bones bones is actually i've if you look it up, it's like labeled as a comedy as well. Do you find it to be a comedy at all? I mean, obviously there's comedic moments in the writing, but it's like um, I don't know if I went that far. But um, yeah, it was enjoyable. Uh, right now I'm watching uh New Girl. Nice. It's my first time watching New Girl, which is you know I went from one day Chanel and Bones to another day Chanel, her sister. That's fair. Have you ever watched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Are you a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all? Yep, I've seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Fantastic okay. show. So, slight spoiler alert, there is a crossover episode. I am aware. I think they crossover in both, though. Yep, there, she yeah. was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Okay, I Jess. thought so. But, yeah. Um, so far, I'm liking it. Um, some of the characters were eh at first, but they're growing on me now, for sure. I'm on... S- just finished season two, so I'm on season three. So Okay. It's shorter. I think it's only six seasons, something like that. I think so, yeah. But... I've been in, I've been enjoying it. Um, Brooklyn Nine. I I I personally the reason why I bring up Brooklyn Nine is I finished it yesterday. Oh, you finished Brooklyn? Nine yeah, Nine I've yesterday. watched like I've watched the first five seasons a few times, and I've seen clips from the later seasons, but I've never watched it like finally to the finale of it. And like I don't know if you finished it or not, but yep. like the series finale is perfect. I think it's got to be like for a sitcom, it's a pretty great ending. I agree. You see characters that were brought in throughout the series and stuff like that. And you have like the running gag of the heist, and yep. just it. There's a happy ending for everyone. Yeah, and it's a nice ribbon. To exactly the, to the to the end of the story. There's a cherry on top, you know, like Absolutely. you don't go out of that finale being like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, Brooklyn Nine Nine is definitely it's got to be up there for one of my favorites. I also am a huge fan of How I Met Your Mother as well, which I re- did recently watch yep. as well. We've mentioned that in the past as well. But yeah, I'm um, working through New Girl. I have been very slowly watching like a criminal minds episode every now and then okay um one of my favorite podcasts started back up which is uh the steve dangle podcast it's a hockey podcast but ironically it's i don't want to it's leafs fans so they do do a lot of leafs content but they do talk about overall a lot of any mostly nhl stuff Mm -hmm. it's not there's like segments about the leafs when when the hawks going on and i'm not a leafs fan personally but i love the host um it's um adam wilde Who's a radio host here in uh, for ninety nine nine? Yes, Adam Adam Wild. Fun fact is, he's always on the radio at eight a.m. and Monday to Thursday. Like usually when I have to go to work, I usually have to be work for eight thirty. I listen to ninety nine nine has the best radio segment. It's him and the other two shock talk show hosts. I'm blanking on their names right now. Are you talking about the the like um the one they do a segment where they um it's like someone who like um. It's the ghosted segment. Yeah, the ghosted yeah, yeah. segment. I yeah. listen to that every week. Some of them are so cringe. <sighs> Some of them are so cringe. Some of them are like, oh, that's sweet. Others are like, I understand why you were ghosted. 
or like vice versa. Like I understand why this person stopped talking to you. You're Absolutely. crazy. But I love how like the hosts will just like jump right in and be like, oh yeah, you totally showed him like very sarcastically and just. Have you ever seen the video format of that? Because <clears throat> no. they post it, uh, they usually post it on Twitter and you can see them in studio oh, as they amazing. react to it. But yeah, so Adam Wilde's one of the hosts of that podcast. Okay. Uh, Steve Dangle of the Steve Dangle podcast is obviously the main host. Mm. Um, and then they have Jesse Blake and those three, they just talk hockey. They'll talk sometimes maybe hit on other sports. But um, it's just one of my, it's like maybe an hour, hour and a half, but I, I usually listen to it before bed. It's Do you listen enjoyable. to any other podcasts? I mean, I feel like we've, we are on a podcast and I feel like we haven't actually even mentioned like what inspired, well, not to a inspired, few. So but like. I've listened to Critical Role. Yep. Um, I haven't actually, I'm not caught up on the campaign three they're working through. Um, but I also listen to, it's called The Dive. It's a podcast focused on the North American League of Legends championship series. Okay. And then the Steve Dangle podcast. And then I also listen to Trash Taste, which is uh, three of the biggest anti-tubers have a podcast. And those are the big ones. Those are the big ones that usually I'm catching the episodes when they're out. Okay. Critical Role, usually they'll let build up. And then I'll when mm-hmm. I'm feeling like that binge, I'll yeah. like go through it. But so you have a nice range of podcast listens, I find. Yeah, and then I also listen to um, the... Lo- I don't listen to these ones as often. It's more... Sometimes they'll cover topics that I'm interested in, and that's when I'll give it a listen. And those are two tech podcasts, and okay. that's um, that is uh oh man, can't, the Waveform podcast, which is MKBHD, who is a tech YouTuber. Okay. And the other one is the WAN Show, which is by Linus Tech Tips. So those ones I'm more, I'll check in and see what topics were they covered for their podcast, and if it's like something I'm interested in, then I'll watch it. Okay. But those ones I don't catch every week. Makes sense. Makes sense. How about you? What's, uh, what type of podcast do you listen to? <coughs> I um, I listen to a few actually. I'm just like pulling them up here to like make sure I have the names right. Uh, one of the big podcasts I listen to is something one called Dear Hank and John. Um, it's done by the Vlog Brothers. They've been on YouTube since the dawn of YouTube. The Vlog Brothers. It's uh, Hank Green, John Green. They're both authors, so I know them from like the books they've written. Yep. I know them from YouTube. I know him from John Green's films that he his books got out adapted. There's Fault in Our Stars, Paper Town, uh, Hulu did Looking for Alaska TV show, which was really enjoyable, by the way. Um, but it's just them answering questions. And it's just the two brothers just chit-chatting back and forth. They answer fan questions, science questions, and everything. They'll go on tangents similar to us. <coughs> they just chat it up, you know? It's just having a good time. Um, another big one is uh, Welcome to Night Vale. Okay. Which is one of the first podcasts I ever got into, and I thought it was really neat. It's fictional city called night vale in the middle of nowhere you don't really know too much going into it and you're just listening to this radio show host talk about the things that have happened in this town and then about episode 12 or 13 they start bringing different voice actors to voice different people that live in the city okay that's cool but it's like extreme like he'll just talk about how like there's the glow cloud and there's like this dog the dog park that dogs aren't allowed into and there's a crazy old lady named josie who said to everyone that this light bulb was touched by angels and she's trying to sell it and like it's just very out there there's a carlos who's a scientist who cuts his hair and the, the city goes wild because he cut his luscious hair and it's like oh my it's very weird but the cool thing about it is every episode they'll be like and now time for the weather and it will be a, instead of them saying a weather report it's a it's a song from a random artist they found so they feature different musical artists okay, every so single so episode so they're getting some other people some notice and recognition exactly that's nice uh there's you can pick up like physical uh novels of the universe they've read i think three or four novels that just take place in the town. And oh, that's kind of cool. So it's like similar to Critical <coughs> Role where like they've yeah. created their own content past. It's evolved past what the exactly. podcast is. And you it's can evolved. buy physical copies of the the, the recordings of what that's was cool. said. So I have the first two volumes of the recordings and I have three books so far that, that takes place inside the universe. But it's such a cool concept. I mean, there's other ones that I like kind of similar to you where I'll pop in if a topic seems interesting. It seems interesting to you. Yeah, I have like How to Be a Better Human uh ted talks there's a oh, yeah, freaky freaky folklore that's yep. a really cool one too um just a little bit of anything and everything really it's like i think that's basically uh ear biscuits because i'm a i'm a big good mythical morning fan oh uh, yeah yeah good mythical so Morning's great ear biscuits is always a good one and then of course you listen to the best podcast of them all the nerdy mm-hmm. misfits exactly podcast. the nerdy misfit podcast if you haven't heard it before you should really check it out everyone and tell all your friends about it it's the best tell all your friends just uh anyways so I was also thinking too is over the last like episodes we've talked 
about our favorite Marvel storylines, favorite DC storylines, some of our favorite anime protagonists, various things of course. throughout, right? Who are some of your favorite like villains? Because I feel like we've talked so much about the heroes and who we like here and so on and so forth, but I feel like we haven't really talked about like the opposite. Well, I like Darth Vader. Okay. I like sure. Darth Maul. Okay. Those guys are pretty dope sauce. I love them. Um, we could break it down a little bit. Like, obviously, those are Star Wars villains, right? Those are Star Wars villains. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I like. I'm curious what you're gonna say for Marvel because you're. I know you're a big Spider-Man fan. Yeah, th- it's hilarious that you say that because those are who I'm going through right now. Is just Spider-Man villains. It's not Pull even like. Pull up the Sinister Twelve. It's and be not like, even like Marvel villains. I'm just no. thinking of Spider-Man villains. He has some of the best villains though, so it makes sense. It's hard. It's hard not to say Venom. I. It's basically bad Spider-Man, really. Yeah, to the extreme. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, and also, obviously, the symbiote suit for Spider-Man. That whole, that whole arc is great. Anytime the symbiote's involved is yeah. just great. Venom. Um, the Joker. Yeah. Like, it sounds so, you cliche, know, cliche. But, but like the thing is, it's such a good... There's a reason why they're so popular and cliche of characters. Oh, the Court of Owls. Ah, yes. I don't know if you would like to say the court as a whole or town specifically. Talon. Talon's cool. But I like the whole premise of the court. Like you know the it underground. It was fresh. It was new, and I think obviously that's it was also new, but it was uh, yeah it was so big, right? I think yeah, those are those are good ones. Um, yeah, I think Doc Ock is also a pretty fantastic villain in terms of both looks and you know, I love how Spider Man's villains are also so many of them are intelligent people too. Yeah, like Kirk Connors is you know brilliant scientist. You have. Norman Osborn, who's now obviously brilliant scientist, Doc, <laughs> Doc Ock, Ock, Lizard. It's funny. Craven the Hunter is the only non-brilliant scientist. Jock Man, Smelting Hunt. Mysterio as Mysterio. well. Another big one. Um, Mysterio is not a scientist, though. True. He's little, a little special little effects artist. Vulture. Vulture, yeah, okay. Is he a scientist as well? I believe he is, yes. Then... Well, it depends. If you go old school Vulture, where he was like stealing age, yeah, like getting youth back, then yeah, That's for true. sure. And then um, uh, Morbius is also a scientist, a yep. student, but still, yeah, he's an intelligent person. So yeah, like he's he's not facing stupid people, yeah, even exactly. though sometimes it makes him look stupid. But yeah, yeah. they're not stupid, you know. That's true. But um. It's funny because like I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of any of the Avengers the big of maybe Doctor Doom yeah I was gonna say Doctor Doom's but a big he's one, like but it's yeah also... he's such a classic he's like when you think of a villain that's yeah. what you that's one of the people you think of right let's think like when I think of like Marvel villains like outside of the MCU I really don't think of Loki I don't think of Red Skull yeah I don't I don't think of Red Skull I don't think I don't even think of Thanos no I don't even uh, Galactus like no I don't think of those don't really big pop guys. Those I, I think, like, for me, especially, well, coming from cartoons and comics and growing up, Doctor Doom's, like, my go-to, like, Avengers villain. Yeah. And I realize he's a, originally a Fantastic Four. He's primarily Four. a Fantastic Four villain, but he's evolved to so much more he's, than that. Yeah. He's, and Magneto. I think Magneto's great. Ah, uh, yes. Magneto Mag- is a... Magneto's definitely one of my Magneto, favorites. he is really an anti-hero. He started off as a villain, and then and, he developed properly but, into an anti-hero. Yeah, he... It's hard to say because he has values yeah. that aren't necessarily evil. Evil. They're just sw- slightly twisted. Yeah. It's just yeah. He w- he's looking. He is looking out for the best, like for the for mutants. He's looking yeah. out for mutants. He doesn't care what the cost is because he's trying to protect mutants. And the fact of the matter is, mutants are looked down upon. They're abused. They're bullied, et cetera, et cetera. And he wants to change that. Exactly. So. Is he technically bad for doing that? Maybe the ways he's doing it, but... But the core, he thinks, and what he's doing is technically not wrong. Yeah, exactly. So, and it's insanely powerful mutant. Mm-hmm. What a power. Insane. is just... Makes Wolverine look like a chump. He sure do. He sure do. He sure do all the time. He sure, how about you? How are we assuming your favorite villains? It's hard. Venom is definitely one of... One of my favorites. Like, I, you know, I enjoy the symbiotes. I love anything when it comes to symbiotes. So that's always a big one for me. Um, again, Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul's great. It's, as it's, a kid, when you watch, when, if you watch, when you watch the movie as a kid, insane. Dual lightsaber. What could be better than that? 
Nothing. Edgy horned looking guy. <laughs> Who makes his return all the time in the what a, show. What a fantastic guy. Um for DC, I I probably Atrocitus. Like leader Atrocitus, of the Red yeah. Lantern. You know what's funny is Dark Side, I guess you can say, is like a close comparison to Thanos in terms of like, you know, their Yeah. But I think Darkseid is more interesting. <laughs> I do agree. Like and, and his power, new gods, and, and all like that he stuff. has a power, like he has like the Omega Beam or whatever the freak it's called. It's like actually like a power. Like Thanos's power is he's strong and he gets the Infinity Gauntlet. He gets the Infinity Gauntlet with the gem. Like, like he's not really, it's not that's not really his power. Anyone no, can have those Infinity Stones. I think with Thanos, his is also more about the character himself being in love with the concept the death. of death. Yeah, his killing yeah. everyone. For death, being jealous of Deadpool. His character story is interesting. Yeah, but I think I like the look of Darkseid Dark and his of his abilities more. That makes sense. But I wouldn't say he's one of my favorite. Yeah. I do. I think Reverse Flash is decent. Reverse Flash is up there for me. I think because his character is just so messed up. Because you look at the Flash and it's just like, oh, this guy has super speed. Whatever, he's super nice guy. Like Barry Allen, Wally West, they're both good characters. Like, but then Agreed. you go to like reverse flash and you're like wow you're a messed up human being <laughs> yeah um i want to say hush too hush yeah that's it's another at the, time, the design of hush is really good design and the way he went about things when he's through the hush storyline is yep. like you're like whoa this batman villain isn't messing around no sir and what about like you're a huge Green Lantern fan, so like the Sinestro, you know, the classic kind of like Hal Jordan, like he doesn't do it for you? No, not in, like my top villains. Like he's he's a good villain, don't get me wrong, but in the grand scheme of the lanterns, I would definitely put like Atrocis is up there for sure. Um Relic. He yep. was a character introduced in New Fifty Two. But he wasn't like he falls into that category of Magneto where like his whole world had the lightsmiths, which is what his equivalent was the lanterns. And they used all of the emotional spectrum and literally destroyed his universe, created a black hole, and that's how we got into the main continuity. And he wanted to stop that from happening. Did he blow up and kill the entirety of the black, the Blue Lantern Corps, except for one? Yes. Yikes. Yeah. Black Hand? He's a pretty good... Uh, oh, yeah, Black he's Hand. A, he's a good Lantern villain. But definitely of the Lanterns, I would definitely have to put Atrocitus up there. That's fair. Because his design is cool... The whole, just the whole premise of the Red Lantern School, because he didn't want too many. He wanted just a small group. Barf, please. Dang, greedy boy. <coughs> He's up there. Greedy boy. Greedy boy. That's good. Greedy, greedy boy. There's a fun story. Um, I don't know if you've read this or any of the viewers, if you haven't read this, I do. And it's a sad, but it's a cute story. And it's a Larf, Larf hears about something called Christmas on Earth, and he's in search of Santa. And it's just a wholesome story of how Jordan explaining to Larflees what the spirit of Christmas was. Not a fan of it. He was okay with it, but it was just a cute story. Cause would it have been funny because Larflees could make a good Grinch. He would be beautiful for it in a <laughs> weird way. And then they can teach him how to share. Exactly. Other Marvel villains, probably Onslaught. Hit the Whoville song. <laughs> Play it up! Uh... Yeah, no, um, Onslaught, another big one. The consciousness of Charles Xavier and Magneto put into one. It's like a buffed-up Magneto suit. Yeah. Almost unstoppable. That is some bonkers powers. Apocalypse. Apocalypse I'm just naming, like, evil good. mutants at this point, but some of them, there's a really good, like, the the whole Apocalypse and, like, his four horsemen, like that. Apocalypse, realistically, bad enough villain that he could be an Avengers villain. Literally, though. For real. Like, that guy is... OP. I'm surprised he hasn't been a villain for the Avengers and like the Avengers and X-Men have to work together. Right? Instead of fighting each other like they did 10 years ago. All the time. Like they're people. doing right now in the comics. Except oh. they're also fighting the Eternals right now as well. Gotta fight everyone. You gotta. It's if you're fighting against <coughs> bad, you gotta fight against good. Exactly. You either live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> Which is funny because now thinking about this, DC has never done that. Had someone what like oh like the like heroes Justice go League against fight? I guess there's like outside of the first volume of the Justice League coming together. I'm putting air quotes up here. Yeah, I mean like I guess you have Batman v Superman, but that's Dark Knight Returns. Like that's a futuristic story. But I'm saying like main continuity, the Bat family is not really going up the Justice League. 
I guess yeah, you see Batman, the Bat Family fight. Like Bruce obviously has head to heads with the Red Hood many yeah. times. That's still just inside the. Like there's injustice, there's Kingdom Come, there's Dark Knight Returns, where they're in the future, different universes. But in the main continuity, I never see like. Yeah, that's fair. It or at least it's like so. But I think that's because of the whole race thing. Like Marvel's introduced mutants, yeah, which is like this other race, essentially another race within the human beings, and then you have in humans essentially another race. Right, so mm-hmm. you've created these, th- and it's not the same. DC, for the most part, it's like there's humans, and then there's a few aliens, and they yeah, just the ex- occasional god, and they just accept them. It's true. You know, that that that's the whole um, DC's the um, humans pretending to be gods, and Marvel is gods pretending to be humans. Yeah, which I I've, I always support that. I think that is the easiest way to differentiate marvel and dc because it's true in my opinion like a lot of dc characters whether it be batman green lantern even the flash technically it's these humans trying to be gods right and then you look at marvel and you're like oh spider-man just wants to be a normal teenager yeah just wants to be a human just want to get accepted like it's real a lot of even the fantastic four they're captain america just captain america he just wanted to be accepted exactly like you have all these characters that have godlike abilities and all they want is just to be a human just to fit into society yeah you know unfortunately it's just never the case for them never gonna be the case never will be sorry marvel characters sorry spider-man especially you spider-man sorry spider-man i know doc ock tried to help you there one day and just Matt and I have been slowly watching some of the 90s spider-man we have so that's why i've been talking about spider-man a little bit more in the episodes recently it's both good and bad. I'm realizing some parts are bad. The unnecessary, like, CGI that's just put in but there like, for no reason. old, old, old CGI, yeah. and it's bad. It's not good. Also, some of the facial expressions are bad. But I love the quips. I love me the quips. That's true. The Spider-Man quips are, the, oh, man, he's so good. And just the the push for character development within the first, like, few episodes, too. Yeah, and you get introduced to a lot of characters, and like obviously the opening is great, and we get to look forward to seeing a lot of villains exactly. jam packed into it. I think after that we'll watch uh we'll watch the X Men. Yes, and then we'll watch the Iron Man one after maybe. Uh, I said maybe. See you. Know, you want to see Spade CGI? I'll show you. We'll see if the X Men. Uh, there was like some weird thing about some of the X Men episodes got taken off or something. Really? Yeah. So I mean, I have it all on DVD. So if there's like a we'll chunk that's missing, we can definitely all just bring the DVDs. Um, we'll slowly work through it. Another one. Actually, since this is the 20th episode, I think this is a good time. So our good friend Matthew has finally returned my Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul Re, which means yes. he's completed it, which means he's on to his next big stories. So yep. he's borrowing Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is my next... And uh, he's going to also slowly work through Jujutsu Kaisen think so, as yeah. his online read. I don't know about if I'm going to do online read for Jujutsu Kaisen. I want to do... I think I'm going to do through My Hero Academia first. That's fair. I know that's a that's a bigger chunk. Definitely longer, yeah. I, what I want to do is I think I'm going to read like 100 chapters, read something else, jump back. Because My Hero Academia, the thing I enjoy about it is that once the arc is done... Yep. There's like a couple chapters that that's a nice break and then it jumps back in. Unlike One Piece where Yeah, it's they kind of have like a cool they kind of have he almost yeah. has like a cooldown-ish couple a chapter or two. Chapter cool or two, yeah. Cause even like um the first few volumes you have like one arc and then it's like, okay, they're doing a like a training montage for a chapter yep. or two, and then it goes back, and then a few other things happen, giant arc, and then the most recently is like there's a huge arc and then they talk about how like there's gonna be residency on the school. So there's like just two chapters of the teachers visiting all this the houses to the where the kids like where they live and stuff and that's where i kind of stopped that's that was like yeah chapter 100 i think so it somewhere on there and then for me matt gave me uh, pa- uh house of x power of x yes so that is i think it's 12 issues in total and i'm very curious on your opinion because i know you're you're an x-men fan by association because mm-hmm. you're friends with me <laughs> yeah i hear about the x-men all the time um i like so the I'm, movies growing up yeah the movies are fun honestly um, but I'm very curious on your opinion because this is a, I don't want to, it, it's a convoluted story. It is the beginning. I'm ready to read it twice. Exactly. You're going to have to. It's the beginning of a new X-Men era inside the comics. Fair enough. Um, We're starting, starting a new. 
But uh, since 20th episode, I know we've said that a few times, I want to talk about this new fandom I'm slowly getting into. And I don't know how long I'm going to be in this fandom because, Connor, as you know, I'll bounce around. Arby's. No. Oh. Not even close. Bionicles. I wish. <laughs> I wish it was Bionicles. <laughs> no, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ah, I was okay. with you when you bought... The Last Ronin. Yes. So, And I read it, and phenomenal story. You know I like my The art dystopian. was great. The art is amazing. It actually jumped between three art styles, because you see some memories, and depending on the mood of the memory, there was like a black and white style, like really shaded, almost like an, like an aggressive mangaka. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. And then, so are you saying this is a new fandom because you're going to try and maybe look and read more stories? Is that what you're saying? Ish. Like I've, I watched the three movies growing up, you know, like the weird Didn't live action ones. You pick up, I think I remember you picking up when we used to pick up our polls. There was like a crossover with the mutant Ninja Turtles. Batman. Something. Batman. So there's a Batman Ninja Turtles. They've done three crossovers now in the comics. I remember reading part of the first one and I thought it was weird. But they did do a movie for it. There's an animated movie, which I kind of want to watch. I'll probably watch it. It's Batman and Teenage Mutant Turtles team up. Um, so I might watch that. But I read I read The Last Ronin, and the story was just great. The artwork was great, like you mentioned. Um, I didn't know where the story was going to, because I'm not too familiar with it's TMNT different, different villains characters, right? Other than like the four turtles, April O'Neil, and Casey Jones, and knowing they're Shredder. Um. But it was it was really good. Like it was a refreshing new story, and the art. I keep saying the artwork is nice, but but it like, is the artwork is. It's nice. a big deal for I think both Matt and I. We are very particular about it our, is. especially for comic books. For me, it's like there's a lot of effort that goes into inking and the art and stuff, and sometimes it just it hits or it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes I look, and it doesn't even matter if the story's good. Like I just if it, I'm not enjoying the, if I'm not enjoying the art. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I don't want to read it. It, it's the cliche of never judge a book by its cover, but if the cover of the book doesn't look good, like it's... Well, and the book is a bunch of pictures. Yeah. You gotta be good pictures. You gotta look at good. Um, so that's... Okay, so that's interesting. So, so, But it's gone more now. So I read the I read the graphic novel. I finished it up. It's a scary thing for Matt. I, uh, I, brought it, I brought it to work. My friend Hayden actually read it in a single day as well, and he was like, this is insane. Killer? I was like, yeah, man. I wanted, like... I think it's a great story because it was my first... TMNT graphic novels. TMNT in the comics have been going on since the 80s, I want to say, if not earlier. Like, they're an older... Yeah, they're 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 aged now, for sure. Yeah. But I remember watching, like, the mid-2000s cartoon. Yeah. Bang and open. Great opening. opening. <laughs> I remember watching some of the episodes. And then um, there's this new TV show, new animated one, called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. I've heard um, that this one's supposed... The Rise of the Teenage Mutant is supposed to be very good. I was Yeah, some that's what I've heard, too. It's the best animated show they've ever done for teeny mutant which is insane because i know the 2012 one was very weird cgi was is that the one that was like held in the future too or no there was one that was really weird anyways continue anyways um so rise of the teenage mutant turtles has two seasons haven't watched it yet but the whole premise is that uh, the turtles are four different types of turtles so like donatello is a soft shell turtle uh rafael is a uh snapping turtle so, like, the turtles go Fitting. towards kind of, like, what their personalities are, right? Because Donatello being the soft shells, he's more technological advanced, so obviously he'd have more things to protect him, right? Um, but Netflix teamed up with Nickelodeon Animation Studios and created a movie called Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles, the movie. And I watched somebody review it on TikTok, and they're like, this movie's supposed to be for kids, but, like, this, like, hits the feels. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. Um, five minutes in, it had me. Oh, man. Why? Because it was Teenage Mutant Turtles. Hit me, you know, just seeing animated that. That kind of hit me nostalgic. And then it was a time travel based movie. Oh, man. Loves his time (laughs) travel. It was like Days of Future Past style kind of thing. So within the first five to ten minutes, Leonardo's in the middle of like this broken down city with Casey Jones or whatever, right? And Leonardo's like, you need to go back in time. You need to stop Krang. Fix this or whatever, right? And he's like, no, I can't do it. And it's only Leonardo, right? And he's just trying to beat down these robots. And then Michelangelo shows up as like a mage like uh like a zen master mage he's like, like there sitting like he's in the sky with his legs crossed and he creates like this weird like portal thing and i was like it's dr strange what is happening right now and why is michelangelo so like calm and cool calm collective right and i was like okay so they create the portal case Jones goes back in time and i was like yep this is it my only thing that's weird to me is that april o'neill is like a 12 year old 14 year old kid in this 
continuity. So she's not like the news reporter. So it's a different take on on the character. Yeah. Yeah. And then Splinter is like this little chubby gray rat, and it's kind of funny. Why not? Because why not? Why not? But the animation is different. I'm not too familiar with this like Nickelodeon animation. I think that it's a that's a good uh, good jumping point. Speaking of Nickelodeon, that we the Nerdy Misfits community pushes you to finally watch Avatar: The Last Airbender. You know what? It's the 20th episode, so. I think, you know what, we'll give it 10 weeks, 30th episode. You'll be done it. That will be it. 30th episode is going to be a nice last airbender, kind of fanciest special. We can talk about it. Maybe we'll have Gray on. Gray's a huge fan yep. of the last airbender. I know Tim is also Hugely a big fan as well. insulted by the fact that you haven't seen it. I know. We'll get we'll get a fourth mic. We'll get two extra people here. It'll be a full We'll get Matt's. Crowded. He'll take a full notes. Oh, yeah. He'll do his homework. He'll come back with a whole notebook filled with notes about the series, and he'll tell us what he liked and didn't like. Exactly. Yeah, it looks I'm good. I'm down for it. Yeah, the animation, like, it's it's weird, you know? But, like, um, not a bad weird, but you can see how, like, big Raphael is in comparison to the rest. Yeah, I like the idea of them being different turtles, like, and it's, like, kind of fitting to their personality. Like, Raphael being a snapping turtle, because obviously he has, like, the, like, he's the first to react, or yeah. he lets his temper get the best of him. I like it. I think I think it's good. I think it's a very it's a different style. Oh my gosh. Speaking of uh fandoms, something we actually have never covered or talked about before, but is recent has uh, recently aired is uh the new Lord of the Rings show. Mm-hmm. Are you a big Lord of the Rings fan? Honestly, it's one of the ones I just I cannot get into. I really eh? I've seen the films. Well, I've seen the three Hobbit films. Um every time I've tried to watch The Lord of the Rings I fall asleep during them. I think I've tried to watch them so many times that I have watched them all. Just never in one go. If that makes sense. Like if you take all the pieces of Lord of the Rings that I've seen awake from all the different times I've watched it. I've probably seen the whole movies. Okay. I have read the books. You have. I've read the Hobbit and the book. I'm impressed. I read it for school. I tried to. I thought the book was easier than the movie because the movies are so long. That's not even including the extended cut. Oh, my friend is a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Loves the extended cuts. And yeah, I, the book is easier. I'm a big movie fan. Don't get me wrong. But Lord of the Rings, like, don't get me wrong. Beautiful. Peter Jackson, phenomenal. Beautiful. Did it, did it amazing, right? I just, it feels so slow. Yeah. Beautiful, can, but slow. Like I can respect that, though. And I like, like, I like Game of Thrones. I like, you know... The kind of style of the, you know, magic and mm-hmm. the mythos. But I just, it's, I don't know. It's just one of those ones that I've tried. I've not for a lack of trying yeah. or want, but just couldn't get into just it. Just couldn't eh? get into it as much. And I've watched the first episode of the new show and same thing, eh? Just felt a little slow. Okay. I do, I do have to agree with Lord of the Rings. I've watched the three films. I have yet, I have not seen the Hobbit trilogy. Why is films? the Hobbit a trilogy, by the way? I don't know. That is something that bugs me. We'll get into that in a second. <laughs> uh, that's a whole book reading issue I have. Uh, but no, I think Lord of the Rings is amazing. I think it definitely has revolutionized the film industry. Um, some of the best character development, but it does take a little bit to get into because it is, it's a heroic journey spread across seven and a half hours. Yeah. And you have to keep in mind, they cut things out of the book too. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. But the books are I've I've tried to get into the books, but it is it is a lengthy. It is convenient that it is a book broken into three parts. Yes, because that would be a scary book. If you were to just be like, read this, read this chunk. But when you read it, one part at a time, it's it's digestible. It's a little bit more digestible, yeah. and they're not ridiculously long. No, they're really not. Like, reading the Song of Ice and Fire, I feel like, is a much scarier task. And George R. R. Martin can be very, 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 very detailed about mm-hmm. some of the most random things. It's unrelated. I need to show you a video after. It's an interview between with Stephen King and George R. R. Martin. It's I've seen so it. It's so funny. Is it the one where George R. R. Martin asks Stephen King how he's able to write yeah. so fast? And he's like, I lock myself in my, in, like, my room. And yeah, if and I he writes six pages a day. if I can't write this, I'm not leaving. And he just laughs. 
He's like, sometimes it takes me six months to write a page. Yeah, I've like, seen that this one. This is yeah. like people like it's just it's amazing because they're big fans of each other's works. Yeah, which I which mean, is maybe George R. Martin stop uh, reading other people's works and start yeah, working on his own. Exactly. Just Stephen King actually uh, he just recently came out with a book. It's a fantasy book. Yeah, we saw it. We went to chapters yeah, the other day. I was thinking about picking it up, but I don't know. I haven't read a Stephen King book in the last like few years of his new stuff. So I, I'm assuming his style obviously keeps up because it's Stephen King. Yeah, and he's how old now? So I'm sure it's sure it falls in line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but going back to the whole Hobbit thing, put into three movies. My biggest pet peeve with being a book reader, a film connoisseur person that enjoys films and books, it is frustrating. When they're like, here's the Hobbit book, single book, three movies. I know we've talked about this on an older episode, but Lemony Snicket's first three books, one movie. Percy Jackson, five books, make it into a trilogy, cancel it after the second one. Uh, The third Divergent book, we'll split it into two. We're going to cancel the film series, not even make the fourth film to finish up the series. Series of Unfortunate Events. Series of Unfortunate Events, same thing, yeah. Uh, Hunger Games. They had a crazy budget for The Hobbit, they though. Hobbit, yes, they have the crazy budget because they'll just give Peter Jackson however much money they want. But it is it is insane to me that they made three long, full-feature films for The of Hobbit. A single book. Yes, exactly. Like That's the, taking the part one, part two, part, you know, to the extreme. Exactly. I'm trying to think of other book adaptations. Like, The Maze Runner, I was surprised that they didn't do a part one, part two just because that fit, that just fit the budget. Yeah. Like that. That style of like, yeah, the last book, two movies. Why not? You know, it's the finale. We gotta Twilight. Squeeze that was the other one they did too. Part one, Don. Part one, two. Yeah. Yes, squeeze out all the money. Who started that? Was it Harry Potter? I th- I want to say it was Harry Potter. Was, or maybe it didn't. It wasn't the first, but they definitely popularized. Well, Harry it. Potter was the beginning of the popularity of young adult books becoming movie adaptations. Because you had Harry Potter hit first, then you had Twilight, then Hunger Games, then Divergent. There was Maze Runner. There was. Darkest Minds, there was a uh, series But I just mean in terms events. of part one, part two. Oh, yeah. For the final film, right? Yeah, I think that was Obviously, very much a... Obviously, they did it because they wanted didn't want to leave anything. For the mm-hmm. most part, didn't want to leave any major things out, I'm no, sure. No, because Harry Potter had a huge... Still does have a huge fan base, but... But, but now, with some of the part one, part twos, it really does feel like they're just trying to stretch how much money, money they grab. can make. Because there definitely are some that can you can get away with a two. Even if it has to be a three-hour movie, you can get away with exactly. a one movie. In my opinion. I do agree. It just didn't fit. Like, I don't understand it to my. Yeah, the three films is a much. It's a yeah. bit much. Pretty film, though. Or them look good. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, so you heard it here first. Matt will. Next time we check in, in terms of what people are reading, Matt will hopefully have read Demon Slayer. Yep. Maybe some more TMN, T- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep, probably. Watch, so, watch some more. I'm only halfway through the, the movie. So I'll probably hoping to Demon Slayer. Finish up TMNT. Maybe see if there's any good, like, high-end, like, popular TMNT graphic novel stories. For sure. Watch the Batman TMNT movie. Yeah. Catching up on My Hero. Catch up on My Hero. Probably start Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. Which we'll probably mention. I'm sure you'll mention in a podcast. Yeah. Later down the line when you start Um, it. And he'll start Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. I'm hoping by the next time we catch up, talk uh, for this kind of, like, what you're reading, what you're watching kind of segment of our podcast. Um. Hopefully, I'll be done book one of Last Airbender because I know it's split into three books is what they call right, it. Right, yeah. Three seasons, three books, the three elements that he needs to learn. I know the basics. Ah, he knows the <laughs> basics. Um, But yeah, I think um, let's, uh, you know, classic Nerdy Misfits fashion. Let's move on to some fan questions. Fan questions. Um, we, got, we got a couple fan questions here from one of our listeners from the States. America. America. Um, thank you, Rhea, for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, and her question is, favorite live action anime? Hmm. I feel like this is a trick question. Favorite live action anime? I'm going to go through and tell you which live action animes I've seen. Um, I'm going to say One Piece because I love One Piece. And it's not out yet, so I can't judge it. <laughs> so I can't hate it yet. I can't hate it yet. Um, I've seen two, and I didn't even finish one of them. Fullmetal Alchemist was horrible. Didn't watch the live action of that. Um, 
Death Note was horrible. I did not get past the first 10 minutes of Death Note because Ryuk shows up in the classroom and Light hides under a desk like a little bee. Ghost word. in the Shell bearable. Oh, the uh, Scarlett Johansson one? Okay. A lot of people didn't like that Scarlett Johansson was obviously cast, yeah. but high budget and okay. Honestly, I didn't mind the Tokyo Ghoul one. I, that's the thing. That's the only anime film I finished. Did they make another one, though? I don't know. Because but... I, lo- I thought the Cognes looked pretty sick. Honestly, yeah. Like, I know there's a cliche in, like, Western Western civilization over here in North America where if the Japanese do a live-action adaptation of an, a manga or an anime, it doesn't receive well over here. But uh, for the listeners, Connor and I saw a live-action Tokyo Ghoul movie a few years back now in theaters. It was terrible at the beginning because it took them four times to get the actual movie started. Yeah, the, that's not the movie. movie no, but it was just this. funny to the story. Uh, but I thought, I thought it was decently well. Like, the special effects were pretty good. Yeah, usually the special effects are pretty bad. That's the main thing. And it's funny that you say that, but then it's like Hollywood has had their chance at anime films now, and they're all bad. Attack on Titan was horrible for uh, also for Japan. They yep. made a couple. Of they did a Promise Neverland movie, live action, and I'm scared. Yeah. I don't ever want to. I don't even know what the demons look like. I know they did Assassination Classroom, and that also just Scary. looked yeah. terrifying. Yeah, Sensei looks very... Spooky. Scary. Is the blight word. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tokyo Ghoul. I think, I think A, that's the only one I've finished. I can, uh, you know what? B, you know it why, was good adaptation. You know what I would also say is the be- my favorite? Is because I actually wouldn't have mind watching a second, like the yeah. next part. I don't know if they ever did. Me neither. This just in... After my five seconds of Googling, they did do a sequel to the Japanese Tokyo Ghoul. It's called Tokyo Ghoul S. We'll have to check it out. If we can find this somewhere. We'll watch it and let everyone know that it's the best. Or the worst. That's probably accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, that, that that's my answer. Tokyo Ghoul. Because the special effects were solid. The acting wasn't horrible. Obviously, it was gloomy, but that's just that's just Tokyo Ghoul. The way they did it, it fit. The I mean, way. it's fitting. It's I mean, it's dark. It's not like the anime wasn't dark either. You know, it was too dark. The style of Tokyo Ghoul re in some of the fights. Yeah, that's true. It was super hard to follow, in my opinion. What do you got, Matt? Another question? Yeah, let's go for one one more question from Rhea from the United States of America. Uh, if you could date one superhero, who would it be and why? They one superhero. Does that mean supervillain, superhero, just strictly superhero? Straight superhero. Hmm. Superhero. One punch. One punch. One punch. That's a um one superhero <laughs> woman. Super I woman? would say. Either Batgirl or Zatanna. Which Batgirl? Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon. Classic. Easy peasy. One of those two. Yeah. How about you? How about you, Matt? Hmm. Ghost Spider. The ghost. So just Gwen. Spider Gwen. Just Gwen Stacy. But it's a superhero, so it counts. Um, Did you like the style of for Gwen Stacy in the anime, the animated movie of the Spider Verse? I didn't mind the costume. That's not what I asked. <laughs> I meant Gwen Stacy. She was okay. Okay. She was okay. All That's right. That's not what I'm going based off of. Okay? Oh, what are you basing it off of then? I'm basing off of the character that I know from the comics, a little bit of Emma Stone. Okay. Um, you know. Okay. So you're basing it off of. Emma Stone is Gwen mm. Stacy, and then you're just putting the Spider-Gwen outfit on her. Yeah, pretty much. I see. Okay, that's well, fair. We could up this question a little bit more, though. Like, what about just, like, hmm. We, well, let's twist this a little bit, because we don't really talk about Disney too much. Disney princess. Favorite Disney princess? That you would date. Oh, date. Mm, harder. More difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tossed between two, personally, but. I would say either Ariel. Okay. Mermaid seems cool. Um, Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
my second would be probably Anna. Okay. From Frozen. Yep. Okay. She seems like a happy, down to earth, mm-hmm. likes to sing kind of girl. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'll toss between two. Uh, Rapunzel, like Tangled. Yep. Yeah. Or Belle. Yeah, Belle's my third for sure. Like a couple different reasons, you know. She, she likes to read. She likes to read. She's an intelligent lady. Emma Watson. And the uh, Watson. Okay, that's fair. So you're 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 almost cheating, really, because you're am like I cheating. Ta- you're taking real people who we have in the world that have acted okay, and we'll played take the Emma role Stone of, out of it. If, like Belle. No, no, yeah, you no, already cheated. You already cheated. No, no, no. There's you no take- live action Rapunzel. Yeah, but you've already cheated on two of them. <laughs> you've already proved Rapunzel. Final you've already answer. proved what you've done, Rapunzel. Okay, I'll go with. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> Mermaid or do sister I get, to the Snow Queen? Do I get mermaid when she turns into a human? Or do I have to date the mermaid? I feel like there's a weird version that you just want to be Spider-Man because the voice actor from The Little Mermaid, Prince Eric, also voiced <laughs> Spider-Man in the 90s. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to find a cheat, you know? Cheating my way into being Spider-Man. Exactly. Um, I'll go I'll go Anna. Anna? Solid choice. Yeah. Anna's cute. I like the cold. Live in a cold area. <laughs> uh, welcome to Canada. But yeah, um, well, this has been the twentieth episode. Happy guys. twenty episode, Connor. Many more to come, Matthew. Many more to come, indeed. Maybe we'll think about taking a break, but we probably won't. We'll just—I think we're just gonna keep going. Yeah, we might take a break in terms of time for us, but you guys won't know. You'll never know. I want to go a full year straight. Of we're doing fifty-two episodes. Fifty-two non-stop. episodes in a row, and then we'll take a one-week break. Maybe, yeah. Time skip. Time skip it. Yes. Time skip. But we'll update it, you know. Maybe we'll have... Okay. This is a interesting. For episode 53, after we've done 52 straight episodes, let's have... we Maybe we have someone or some two people host the show without us. Ooh. Like a special. Like, you know, like how on late night TV, they have like hosts come in? We take a week off and it's just Gray and Tim. Yeah. Something like that. Gray, Tim, some other people, whoever. Whoever we've had, you know, we don't want to throw complete strangers on here. We want to get you guys familiar with, uh, but some people. that could be a, that could be an idea. I mean, we got we got we got some episodes. We got thirty three episodes. Thirty three episodes to, to figure go. this out. So, um, anyways, guys, thanks for coming along this journey with us so far for twenty episodes straight. We're hoping that by the end of September twenty twenty two here, um, that we're gonna have some more social media output other than just the Instagram and Twitter. So stay tuned there. We'll probably talk about an upcoming yeah. episode. Yeah, keep your eye. Out for the red play button logo. Exactly. That's gonna, our hint. I mean, if you don't know hint. what that is off of that, then. Exactly. And make sure you always keep keep up to date on social media when it comes to the Instagram and the Twitter. We're throwing up weekly posts about the Instagram to kind of give you a hint of what the episodes are going to be about, what we've kind of talked about. For sure. Um, we always do weekly questions on the Spotify. Remember to raise on the Apple podcast. Thank you guys so much so Thank far you. for yeah. helping us create the misfit island yeah the and, misfit grow. And, you know tell your friends let's let's get the let's get more people to the island let's have you know let's all just have a good time talk about what we love exactly because who doesn't like nerdy culture who doesn't like nerd and geek culture it's yeah. the best until next time connor we're signing off we're signing off happy episode 20 everyone cheers TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. And see you next week.